Welcome to Life Skills 101, Skills for a Digital Age, sponsored by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network and True North Homeschool Academy. True North offers live online classes, clubs, ebooks, and more. From special needs to parent classes, True North builds a community through digital format in an age of loneliness and desolation. Our host, Lisa Nearing, is a homeschooler with five kids who was homeschooled with her husband, Dr. David Nearing, for 27 years. They are committed to equipping fellow homeschoolers and Christians with the tools they need to navigate a complex world in need of a savior. Now, without further ado, Lisa Neary. Well, hey everybody, it is Lisa from Turner Homeschool Academy, and I am joined today by Kat Garcia, and she is one of our Spanish teachers, and I'm so glad you're here, Kat. Welcome. <laughs> Hola, gracias. Uh, we are going to talk today about, is it even possible to become fluent in a foreign language in high school? And Kat has an interesting story about her own language, foreign language acquisition, because she was born in America and her family is Hispanic and fluent and she's fluent too. So I'm going to let her tell a story because I'm going to butcher it. Um, and then let's make sure we spend some time talking about the classes that you're going to teach next year. Uh, cause we've got some exciting developments for Spanish students. <laughs> Gracias, Lisa. So as, um, actually Spanish is my first language. Okay. So being that I sound very American, Ooh. if I'm on the phone and somebody's like, do you speak Spanish? I'm like, no, si, si, hablo español. I speak Spanish. <laughs> okay. Even when they hear me or they see me, they're like, oh, that was you? I'm like, I know I sound very American. Yeah. But be- Spanish was my first language. My mom refused to let me lose that heritage of my family. And so I was so glad she did that yeah. because second generation and forward, like all these generations, it's so much harder. But my mom was really adamant. I'm like, no, you are learning Spanish. I even told her and she reminds me, you know, you told me one day you came home from school and said, why do we have to talk Spanish? You know, all my friends talk English. Why do I have to know this language? I don't even talk to anyone with it. She said no. And she was so strict. No, you are learning Spanish at home. You are talking Spanish. You're not going to lose your language. And I was like, Oh, fine. Like, I think I just rolled my eyes (laughs) about it. And now I'm like, so thankful because now my kids struggle, but my mom was so adamant and immersion. That's one thing. If there are parents that really want their kids at a young age to learn the language immersion, there's no way you can come to class once a week and then expect your student to be fluent. It's something that really needs to be daily progress every day, whether they're listening to something in Espanol, they're reading in Espanol, even if they don't understand it. I mean, what do we do with our babies? We read in English to our babies. You know, it's just something that we're told, just read to your kids. Same thing with Espanol. I know it's hard because you're like, they're they're not even understanding what I'm saying. Keep reading. And that's another immersion teacher. One of my friends said, just keep reading. It doesn't matter if they understand. The point is that they're getting it and they're listening to it. Eventually it'll be easier for them. And those students that have been with me and they've, you know, put in the work, they're in Duolingo, even students that I have now with True North, they're in Duolingo and they actually do a little bit better than students Mm -hmm. that don't really do anything extra. Yeah. So even though Duolingo can be a little, you know, a little, some things aren't really appropriate. So I, you know, parents take it as a teaching moment. Mm -hmm. And so if parents want something, whether they're younger kids or older kids, I think Duolingo is a good source. And you can use the free one as well, but totally immersion. Immersion is so, so important. Even if your Spanish is choppy, as parents are like, I know a little bit. Yes, good. 
learn with your student, yeah. you know? So they totally take uh, initiative and they're practicing with their student and they're, you know, my choppy high school Spanish. I'm like, but you still retain some of it. Yeah. And that's actually really good. Yeah. So big time immersion. I had a, a teacher from Spain and she's not from Spain, okay. but she moved to Spain with her family. She's like, I knew nothing no wow. Spanish. And so my parents are like, threw me out there. And I had to try and communicate with these kids. And she learned it. And she was a maybe five years old or six years old. Yeah. And she wow. learned it just by immersion, mm -hmm. by being in the language. So shopping in Espanol, mm -hmm. going to areas where there is heavy Hispanic. And that's what my mom did being that I live in LA, yeah. you know, more, and I feel like it was more uh, bilingual, back in yeah. my day <laughs> yeah yeah unlike now back in my day I feel like it was more heavy Spanish because think of the generations that are now yeah. going on forward right and mm -hmm. so we're losing a little bit of that Spanish as more and more generations continue and so being in LA we'd go shopping in LA my mom would go into the carniceria the meat market and we'd talk to everyone in Espanol and that's why it stuck with me, yeah. even though my Spanish with my um, schools were all English. Yeah, that's they were awesome. all I was like one of the only probably Mexican-American students in the school for a long time. Wow. And so I didn't have very many people to talk in Espanol yeah. other than my mom and my family. Yeah. So yeah. I just for those of us who, like in South Dakota, it's a little bit different, although we do have a good cultural mix in some areas at this point. Mm. Um, but I would say if you don't have a place where you can go to a meat market where people are talking Spanish, you can get books on tape in Spanish. Oh, yeah. Um, my daughter's been listening to the Bible in Spanish for a couple of years now. And yep. especially if you're reading it in English and then hear it in Spanish, mm -hmm. it's a great compare and contrast and your brain files really well. So you can do some of that, too. Um, oh yeah movies can be really dicey because you don't know what's appropriate all the time <laughs> yeah. but I know Dana um, in German she does a lot of German advertising mm -hmm. um, and advertisements in different languages are a great way because they're yeah. short they're simple there's a context with the visuals and yep. it's a great way to pick up and practice vocabulary Mm -hmm. And other movies, say there's movies that you're, uh, you know, kids are already familiar with. You Why can always you? try and find a Spanish one. <laughs> right. Uh, and then uh, students are like, oh, I like to, you know, watch it in English and put the subtitles in Spanish. I'm like, that's good, but it will help you if you do it in reverse. Uh huh. Okay. Listen in Spanish okay. and read if you need to in English. But if they're already familiar with the movie, it should be, you know, they don't need the English subtitles, yeah. but just listening to them, even mm -hmm. songs in my classes and my, um, all of my, all of my true uh -huh. classes, we listen to songs in the beginning oh, and songs wow. that they're typically familiar with. Yeah. So we listen to, uh, like the, our last class, we listened to Christmas songs. So cascabeles, cascabeles, and they're like, oh, that's Jingle Bells. So now it. it's like they already knew that song yeah. and now they know it in Espanol. <laughs> so, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Those are great ideas. All right. So immersion. Um, what else, what other things can we do if we want our kids to be bilingual and let's back up for a minute as a bilingual person living in America, you've had, you've had some really high powered jobs. You've been a mm -hmm. teacher, you've yes. raised kids. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like it's really seriously a benefit to be bilingual? Oh, big time. hundred yeah. percent, but uh, jobs will pay more for being mm -hmm. bilingual. Yeah. Um, and in my HR job that I had with a multi-million dollar company, 
it was such a benefit because I was able to really connect with the employees. They would come to me. It was like the go-to person for everything. Uh-huh. We had their manager yeah. and say their manager wasn't bilingual, but I was. Yeah. And so they would all come to me, all 200 plus uh, employees <laughs> would come to me or call me and say, this happened. I don't know what to do, or this is my issue. And so it was good that I was able to speak at their, you know, in their native language. Mm-hmm. And it just created that, um, it, like a different kind of working environment yeah. well, where I was yes. part of their team. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I think yeah. languages, we were talking about this yesterday. Um, Don and I were um, about how language is the first um, is, is just really an apologetic for God creating us, you know, or was exactly. it talking to? Yeah. And I have students that actually take Spanish. Their goal, I was asking, what's your goal? Is it just right. to pass a high school credit or right. is your goal to be fluent? If it's just to pass a high school credit, then you, you know, what you're doing by just kind of doing the work and going yeah. through the motions, coming to class once a week. Okay. You'll, you'll pass your class. Right. If you're trying to be fluent, that's not the way to address the class. Yeah. If you're going to be fluent, it's every day you're putting in work. Every day yeah. you're studying the vocab. You're asking me questions. You're looking at the grammar. If you don't right. understand it, you're asking me or you're doing your own research, going back to your book and mm-hmm. reviewing what we went over. And yeah. so I have students that actually want to be missionaries and they want to go to these Spanish speaking countries and they want to learn it because they want to spread yeah. the gospel. And I so I it. think it's so important where that goal, I always tell them, use that goal and use it to drive you when yeah. it's so confusing and you're like, oh, Spanish is so hard. And I'm like, yes, yes, it is. But so is math <laughs> and biology and English. And so True. even in my classes, I'm like, you're going to learn English grammar in my class. Right. <laughs> What's an adjective? If you don't know what an adjective is in English, how are you going to know what it is in Spanish? Right. So they're just like, oh, we're learning English. I'm my Spanish, not in English class. I'm like, sorry. Twofer. Twofer. Yeah, you get a twofer one. You cover two things. Like you you get paid more in your job and so many opportunities for ministry. I mean, like you're just building trust with people both at work, but you have the opportunity to go to a different country. Exactly. Um, I love it. I love it. Okay. So immersion is so important. And you yeah, mentioned too, like just going the extra mile, how, what you just described there for me is a beautiful example of active learning. And yes. I, I think since COVID, let's be honest and virtual school, a lot of people just got really into this rut of passive learning. You watch mm-hmm. video, you regurgitate it back. You could show yep. up or not show and up. And that's not my class. Yeah. That's not your I class. Tell them, <laughs> brick by brick. If yeah. this brick is missing, you didn't do the lesson work. Guess what? this is where does it go (laughs) there's a gap so it's like if you miss one week of class or you didn't you're just like you know and things happen I'm a homeschool mom so it totally makes sense that (laughs) things go you know push back but you want to get back on the horse even I kick myself if I get behind I'm like I'm so behind and then I'm like I don't even want to look at it I was just telling my students the other day I'm the same way. Don't think because I'm the teacher, I don't struggle. Oh, if I'm like swamped with, you know, kids are sick, you know, I'm having to grade and having to do all these things. And then it's like, oh, your Spanish is giving, your book is giving you the eye of like, hello, are you going to open me this week? You know? So you want to be, just get back on the horse. Yeah. Pick up where you, where you stopped and then go, just go forward. Yeah. Don't get stuck on the fact that you're behind or the fact that you didn't get to this lesson on time, but yeah. you, you really need to be in it yeah. and really, otherwise it's just, it builds it just builds. like math. 
it, it's it a skill. Like you have like every piece. So you mentioned Duolingo and I want to, I want to go back yes. to that for a second because I like Duolingo, but yes. with this caveat, I believe it's really a great overview program, but it's yeah. not a curriculum. No, it's essentially take you to where you want to go, especially if your goal is fluency at some point. Correct. Yeah. Right? I was telling them, you can't do Duolingo alone. And even yeah. students that took Duolingo and then came to me and they're like, wow, I, I thought I knew a lot of yeah. stuff, but I, I'm missing so much. Yeah. It's not the same because you're not having a conversation with someone. It's yeah. just kind of teaching you the vocab, which is awesome. I think it's an awesome tool right. for your tool belt, but that is not the main, like your, it's not your main dish. Your main dish is actually having an interaction and having someone to kind of guide you and have that conversation and find your gaps. Like, oh, okay, let's see. You're missing the verb in the sentence. Where's your verb? Don't forget. What do you need? A subject and a verb. Always. Right. So I do find a lot of gaps in Duolingo students. So it's by all means, is it a solo thing that you should be doing if you want to gain fluency? Right. I love I. So we have toyed with with foreign language a lot over the last 30 years. We homeschooled. We have Mm -hmm. a couple kids who gained fluency, actually. Yeah. Went to some countries. One of them had actual long-term teacher. (laughs) And so if you can't afford to send your kids to another country, in my opinion, the best bang for your buck is a teacher because, and and we love Rosetta Stone. We like Duolingo and our Spanish app, the self-paced one is so fantastic, Mm -hmm. but having a a teacher who understands the language and the grammar and the culture and the context, it, it is worth every penny. Yes. Your goal is fluency. Yes. Nothing else replaces that <laughs> no no and oh yeah like you said if you're able to send your student to spain or yeah. mexico or you know in south america somewhere or cent- even central america wherever it is that they speak spanish yeah. it's just it's you can't beat that right but it's expensive yeah, <laughs> and so i even toyed with the idea of like i'm just gonna send you all to mexico like let's yeah. just go for like three months and you guys are gonna come back fluent you know yeah okay you gotta call monica because she'd probably be like come on down (laughs) yeah right yeah Yeah. and so i mean we have a lot of family in mexico so there's uh, there's so many places that we could stay at out there and you know and they're so hospitable it's just that mexico is um it's a you know very caring very family oriented country Mm -hmm. yeah big time but yeah, so definitely if you can't travel to a, a, and be immersed in that sense, definitely yeah. getting a teacher to really help you and, you know, fill in those gaps. Cause I do have quite a bit of heritage students yeah. and they're like, I want to gain fluency. And I'm like, yes, my favorite students are the ones yes. that really have a goal that they want. They really want to be fluent. Yeah. And it's just, it's that drive. Yes. That drive in them that I just feed on. Cause I'm like so excited that they want to learn. I'm so big. I'm like, I love learning. And then I get students are like, Oh, I'm just here. And I'm like, yeah. no, be happy. Cause you know, that's what I feed on. I want to be, you know, I don't want you to be bored. You're bored. I'm bored. Right. So, right. I can't yeah. imagine people being bored in your class. You, oh. uh, you went on, even though you are, um, you are fluent, you went on to get a degree in Spanish. And we talked about this before, how people are like, Oh, it's so easy for you. Oh, I <laughs> was going to talk about that. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. So I remember, and I don't think I got the spiel so much in junior high. It was more in high school. Cause you know what? Now it counts. Yeah. Now it's like, I'm trying to get into college. Now it's where it really matters. So I did take it two years in junior high. And then once it was in high school, they're like, Oh, I don't know what level we should put you in. Maybe we'll put you in second. And then uh, they're like, Oh, that is way too easy. Let's put you in Spanish three. Cause we yeah. had, 
one, two, three, four, and AP. Yeah. And so I went in and they're like, oh, you're taking Spanish? Everyone, the whole class. Why are you taking Spanish? I said, because I need to learn the grammar and spelling and reading. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, that is so not fair. This is an easy A for you. And I'm like, so why do you take English? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that's why I'm taking Spanish. It may be easy because I already know how to speak it. You know how to speak English too. Why are you taking English for the yeah. grammar, for the yeah. reading, for the, all the other stuff that you still need to work on? So that's why I'm taking it. Yeah. Although, mind you, I did get A's, but I worked yeah. for my A's. It yeah. by far was not an easy class for me, even in college. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, right, the grammar and the accent marks. And, you know, yeah. so it was not easy. None yeah. of my Spanish classes were easy. Even AP Spanish was hard. Yeah. It was hard. I worked for those A's, A minus, I think, in one of my classes. <laughs> I got an A minus. And I'm like, I got an A. I'm good. I don't Just care if leave the off minus. the minus. <laughs> So no, yeah. by by all means, and that's why I tell my students, I feel your pain. Yeah, trust me, I know. Yeah. We start getting into past tense, and there's two forms. And they're like, there's two forms of past tense, and I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I promise I'm gonna help you, so you understand when to use each one. Yes. So I feel their pain. This is yeah. not by all means. I had a student ask me, Miss Garcia, we've only had a few weeks of class. Do you expect us to be know all of this? And I'm like. <gasps> Why would you think that? No. You've only had a few weeks. You yeah. should, though. I do hold you accountable to be able to say what your name is, how old you are, and yeah. where you live. Right. By now, you should know how to say that. If yeah. you don't, okay, let's refresh. Let's mm -hmm. review again. So yeah. it's just funny the things that, you know, students say, like, oh, it's an easy class for you. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love how you do, you do incorporate, like, Spanish speaking into the classes because oh, yeah. that is one of our goals for our foreign language classes is the kids can hear the language, speak See. it, as See. well as fill in the workbook. <laughs> See. Yeah. And that's another thing. I, I, I wish students were mindful of, like, oh, I'll just fly by. Like, it'll be an easy class. No, it's a lot of vocab, a lot of grammar, heavy grammar, yeah. especially if you don't understand it in English, it's going to be a struggle. Right. But I, I try to meet my students where they're at. Yeah. I don't go super fast. And if we go, if the students feel like it's super fast, then I go back and yeah. I'm like, okay, where is it that you were stuck? And, and so I kind of, I, I don't like leaving students behind. Yes. So I kind of try to make sure that I'm introducing the new, but I'm reviewing the old. Mm -hmm. So I'm very much a classical learner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a classical, classical teacher. teacher. Yeah. Yes. Big time. We're copying charts. That's yes. Awesome. We're copying yeah. charts. We are memorizing. We're chanting our AR verbs. Oh, ah, ah, almost on. Yeah. So I'm using chants. I'm giving them silly like mnemonics. And so I'm like, these are tools I'm giving you for your toolbox. Right. Use these to help you remember these uh, grammar things that are like, you know, that are hard. Yeah. So yeah, big time. Well, and I do think I've always said, if you want to learn English grammar, take a foreign language. I mean, exactly. See, that's one of the things I love about Latin too, because exactly. it just, it simplifies the English grammar See. for the kids. And it's mm -hmm. a great jumping off point for, especially if they go into Spanish after See. a year or two of Latin, because it's a romance language. Oh, and, big know, time. So much vocabulary by inference at that point. Mm -hmm. It's just a great follow-up. And there's so many cognate words. And one of the reasons why I played music in the beginning and I'm telling them, okay, as you're listening, you're not spacing out. You're not going yeah. disappearing for, yeah. you know, while the songs are playing, I'm messaging them and I'm like, okay, cognatos, 
what are the cuáles son los cognatos? What are you hearing? What are the cognate words you're listening to? And they're like, oh, I heard this word. Oh, that that means this. Oh, I heard this word. Because Spanish okay. has so many cognate words. Yeah. Tell I'm us like, what well, a cognate word is for those. Okay, so a cognate word is basically it's so similar to English and Spanish that you basically it it tells you what it is. It's a okay. it's so similar yeah. that um it basically you know what it means. Like doctor yes. is spelled exactly the same in Espanol, doctor. Okay. Obviously we say it differently. Yes. So it's it just it's spelled almost the same. If not identical, okay. Difficult, difficult. Uh-huh. Uh, actor, actor. Yes. So that's why I tell students when you guys, the first thing I say is, you all know more than you think. Yeah. And so yeah. I start giving them things, and they're like, "Oh, I know what that means. That's I know what awesome. that means." Right, yeah. and then it's an automatic win for students. They're like, "Oh, yes. I know a little bit." Yeah, so- and I give them, you know, verbs. There's like five verbs that I always introduce, and just by knowing those five verbs, like uh, to be, uh-huh. I have. Um, what's another one? I want the, uh, the, I want, I need, um, I prefer Uh that opens up so many things that you can do. They could literally go order a taco in Espanol, you know? Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Um, we, I wrote an article years ago about how there's more Spanish speakers in the world than English speakers. Oh yeah. And I do think, I mean, I really think Spanish opens up so many new worlds for our kids. And I've said this over and over your, your kids, our kids are all going to be working and living in a global world. Mm-hmm. They're going to get on zoom rooms and be working the gig economy. And so if they're fluent or even have maybe not even fluency, if they're just even conversationalists or have some overview of a language, it's just going to set them that much um, farther mm-hmm. apart because really people respond just like you were talking about with your, with your job. If people know, you know, even some of their language, there's like an automatic trust built. It's like, Oh, big time. You get where, yeah. the, you know, because it's tight thinking. And mm-hmm. so, um, it just, it just lays. It's open. kind of like the barrier is no longer there. Yeah. They're where they're like, I want to express what I need or what I want or what's going on. And they don't feel like they're equipped to express exactly what they mean in English. Yeah. So it's like, oh, you know, Spanish, I can tell you, you know, yeah. I yeah. can explain to you what's going on in the working class. The working class, I feel like it is where the Spanish is, you know, yeah. it's like yeah. the working class. And even in, um, in our risas y sonrisas, which is what we use for yeah. the lower grades, it tells you on there. You know, how many countries um, know Spanish? What percentage? And students are like, wow, I didn't know that the world was so Spanish oriented. Yes, yes. We had, we just had a roof put on, thank goodness, because otherwise we'd have a skating rink on our porch right now. Um, So thank goodness we got it done this summer, but um, the whole crew was Hispanic. They came up Mm. from Mexico and they, we have a, it's a, it's a three-story high, old, very pitched roof. It's one of those old Sears Craftsman Mm. farmhouses. Mm -hmm. And we were making plans to go get belay work and blah, blah, blah. Oh no. They got ladders. They went up there. It was a team. Four hours later, our whole roof was done and, and they had one translator who was 16 and he was, he was just a riot. We had so much fun talking Mm. to him and such a great crew, but they were super fast. Um, and anyway, but yeah, they were, they were terrific. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm glad we didn't have to do the roof. (laughs) Very grateful. Yeah. Yeah. The working class is definitely Hispanic. I mean, you go to order, you know, you go to Vallarta in California, we have Vallarta. And so it, you know, a majority, I think speak English, but 
it's our native language so we feel more comfortable speaking in Spanish for the majority of the part in that store and so it's just you know that's how you interact with in Espanol yeah are your kids learning Spanish they are they they're like mom how many classes of Spanish are you putting us in I'm like every single one (laughs) (laughs) yeah so some my kids all take Spanish between three and five days a week yeah, that is awesome. Yeah, and it's so funny because when you talk about English fluency, and so I've given those, you know, those verbs where they can create yeah. those sentences and go talk and we go over vocab. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, let's put our puzzle pieces together. We need our subject. Okay, where's our verb? Okay, yeah. what are what else do we need to make it a complete sentence? She went to the store and she's like, she came back so excited. She's like, mom, I talked to someone in Spanish. I ordered the groceries for us. And I was like, yes. That is awesome. Yeah, I was so happy. And so she was so excited that she's like, I can talk in Spanish. Mm -hmm. And she hasn't been taking it very long. This is my 12 year old. So she was so excited. But yeah, I, yeah, I had a student last year and she had taken Spanish the first year, but it was like the COVID year where Mm -hmm. the program she was using was so horrible. She didn't have a live teacher the way she wanted it. And she learns more of like interacting. And so the second year she took Spanish too with me and she She's like, she, I got a message from her saying, I eavesdropped. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, I was listening to someone's conversation in Espanol. And I'm like, I'm sorry. (laughs) Don't do it. But yes, she was so happy. Another student, same thing this year. She went to LA and she was talking to someone in Spanish. And she's like, I talked to people. I was like, yes. You know, it's so exciting though. But again, it's not me. It's you know, it's good to have your students. You need, they needed that. They yeah. needed the, the teacher, but they put in the work. And so I'm always reminding them, I, it's nothing special. I, there's nothing special about me other than me being a quacky, loud teacher, <laughs> you know, it's, and, and I'm helping you and guiding you, but the work is you. Yes. You all put the effort and you all put the work in. This is your result. This is yours. Don't give it to me. This yeah. is all yours. Celebrate the work that you put into it because yeah. this is your your accomplishment. Exactly. Yeah. I, I always tell that. them that. Yeah. Um, we have some exciting things coming up for Spanish in the fall. And well, so this excited. summer too. Um, yeah. So we've been offering elementary Spanish um, for like three or four years now. So you're going to continue doing Spanish A and Spanish B si. for like third and fourth and fifth and sixth graders. Si. And then new this year, we are creating, well, you are creating a special junior high program. Si. So tell us about that. <laughs> so excited. So yes. basically I want to give them tools. And so even now there are some students that I have that are junior high in the Spanish one, but it, it goes by pretty fast. Yeah. And so for someone who is in seventh or eighth grade, it might be a little much. And so I'm trying to brainstorm with you and trying to think how we can help the students. We decided to make it where they get a credit, a full credit using um, the curriculum in a a junior high paced Spanish level. Yeah. So So super excited. So wow, we're going to how we're going to put it together is. We're going to have Spanish 1A for seventh grade or their first year, Spanish 1B for the second year. And then mm-hmm. if you do both parts, you get a full high school credit. And then you're ready yes. to go right into Spanish too yes. as a ninth grader in high school. Or, yes. I mean, I guess a really super motivated kiddo could do it as an eighth grader, but that yes. way you can get your high school credits while you're not in high school yet, which is a great way to kind of get through and get, get ready for college earlier. Yes. Um, and if you really are focused on fluency, this is a great mm-hmm. way to do it. 
um, because you're, and again, it's, it's a credit worth, but it's just going to go at a little bit slower pace. Mm -hmm. I'm going to focus again on speaking and hearing Mm -hmm. because that's so much a part of it. Like yeah, book work and then go to a country and have, I I knew friends in high school. They did four years of French. They couldn't really speak a a paragraph worth of French, but they were all, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So our focus is a little bit different. It's really about like real world skills while they're doing the academic work and learning all the English language or English grammar, because <laughs> that's mm-hmm. just part of it. So yes. I'm really excited about this junior high program. Yes. So you'll be seeing those options available in the catalog in January when it comes out. Um, and then of course, you're still going to um, do Spanish one and we're offering mm-hmm. an extra Spanish one class this year. Yeah. It's going to be honors. Yes. Typically an honors class. So tell us about the Spanish one honors class. So this one's going to be very, very different. Well, in a sense that it's going to be more work. So there'll be more projects. Mm -hmm. There'll be um, other opportunities that I'm still trying to work out with our other Spanish teacher and try and see if there is opportunities, like, for example, maybe writing a a letter in Espanol to uh, someone in Mexico. So there's kind of things that we're trying to work through, which is super, super exciting. But definitely honors class is going to be exactly what it is, honors. So a little bit more work to give you the extra bit of credit. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have a kid who really is working towards fluency, the honors class is going to be perfect for them. And I would say, as you're talking, you know, if you have a kiddo who's going into medicine or mission work, um, this is a great class for them. Um, If you are bilingual in the medical field, um, you can basically tell them how much you want them to pay you. (laughs) Let's be honest. I mean, and um, so it's a great, a great class for those kiddos. And then of course, we also offer Spanish one, two, three, four. Um, So you can go all the way through high school with it. But this summer, Kat is going to offer Spanish with a club prep emphasis. Yes. One week class, three days a week for an hour and a half a day. So it's going to be an intensive, but if you that class, they they should be able to go take the club test and pass it. Yes. Um, Super exciting. It it is super exciting. If they pass the club exam, they get four credits of college. Um, Now, not every college accepts all clubs, but I know in our state school system, they'll accept up to a full year of clubbing. And most of the colleges will put on their website what clubs they'll accept. So if you already know what college you're going to go to, I would go check out um, Mm -hmm. that because especially for foreign language, there's a little bit of leeway because they want kids who have foreign language under their belt Mm because it tells them what kind of students they are. They're students Mm -hmm. with a work ethic who have a goal. And so this club prep class, super excited about it. Again, this is the first time we're going to offer it this summer. It's going to be 10 week intensive. So you'll find that on the website too. Well, it's not there yet. It's coming. It'll be on the website in January. (laughs) So lots of great Spanish opportunities for your kids. And I know a lot of you guys have been asking, um, is Kat going to be teaching in the fall? Is Monica going to be teaching in the fall? Yes. Kat and Monica are still going to be back in the fall teaching Spanish. So um, you can look for them. And we have a broader, um, a broader, just broader offerings for Spanish. Um, And so we've really worked hard to like, break it up so that it's elementary, junior high, and high school, because mm-hmm. grades are different in those stages and ages. Hey. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I, I think that's when, it, that's going to be an important thing with the junior high. Um, Cause junior high kids, they're just kind of going through, um, you know, junior highhood and that can yeah. be that right there. So I think having a slower paced Spanish where they can still earn the credit, it's mm-hmm. a great option for, for those families. Yes. Who want to do Spanish a little bit more challenging than the LED program that we've been using, but not quite the fastest pace 
that we offer. So good, good stuff. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Kat, what do you want to, what do you want people to know about gaining fluency in high school? Is it possible? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Si se puede is our uh, motto in Mexico. Yes, we can. Si se puede. <laughs> si se puede. Definitely, definitely possible. Again, it just goes back to the students. How, yeah. what's your goal? Let's push through and let that goal drive you and yeah. really gain that fluency that we want. I want them to be fluent. So I even even help them and give them little hints on pronunciation. Like, for example, the D, we don't say dedo, that's finger, dedo, uh-huh. we say dedo. Uh-huh. So I give them little clues of like, say it like you would the the. Yeah. And so like the U is another one. Letra U. We don't yeah. say U. Uh, we, we don't say uh, like unico. We say yeah. unico. So right. just. And then I use ASL. (laughs) So, so, but um, it's just so that they're getting like, this is E, not E, E. Uh Yeah. So I just, I, I'm, I'm big on pronunciation. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want you to feel self-conscious of how you sound. I don't want you to feel self-conscious of like, oh, I sound very American. So let, I help them here and there with that. I kind of throw that in extra and they, I don't even know if they notice it, but. <laughs> no, so, and I think that is so important because in all the, I, I kind of researched this quite a bit because, you know, we have this big foreign language program at True North Home School Academy, seven languages, which is wow. so awesome. And yeah. really the pronunciation is so key to really gaining fluency because yeah. how you hear it is how your brain files it. So mm-hmm. those pronunciation tips are just so foundational to really understanding a language. I love that you focus on that. Yeah. Um, so it, definitely, you know, with that confidence, that self-conscious, cause my kids are like, oh, I sound all choppy. I don't want to talk it. I said, well, that's why we practice. That's why I have them reading and, you know, repeating and listening. I try to get all uh, senses. I yes. tell my class, you're hearing it. Yeah. You're saying it. You're reading it, you're writing it. If you use all of your senses, I'm covering all my bases to make sure that I'm, you know, some students are more visual. Some students are more hands-on. Some students are more auditory. I try to make sure that I aim all of those Mm -hmm. to get a higher percentage of students being able to be fluent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. And at True North, we also have bulletin boards and topic boards because we have virtual classes. And I know that you've made really great use of your topic boards. Yeah. So Plus a lot a, of songs. <laughs> yeah. Songs are so great. I mean, yes. oh my gosh. So there's a lot of resources in the virtual campus for our foreign language students. And I love that you make use of those. Um, Cause again, it's just an additional resource. You don't have to go out and find on your phone. Um, so we have a lot of, a lot of great stuff um, yes. for you and your families. If you're looking for a fantastic Spanish program, you don't have to look any further. True North Homeschool Academy offers it um, third through 12th grade. We have club prep. We have honors. We have a specific junior high program where they can earn a full credit over two years. Oh, I'm so excited. And Kat Garcia is one of our amazing Spanish teachers and so okay. glad to have you on board. And Best, next yeah. year, Kat's going to be teaching some other classes as well. Um, mm-hmm. besides Spanish. So do you remember what they all are? Because I'm going to make one. Yeah. <laughs> so accounting, I'll be right. heading up accounting. I do have quite a bit of HR. So I handled payroll. Yes. So accounting and then career exploration. Right. So super right. excited for career exploration. I'm so I'm, excited. Yeah. So, and then um, Spanish club. Yes. Oh, right. Spanish club. Spanish club. Mm-hmm. Yep. Spanish club. 
I'm excited for Spanish club because it's going to be another opportunity. It's less expensive than a class, but it's a great opportunity for kids to come and hear again and speak. So tell us a little bit about Spanish club. So I, you know, in school being that I'm a a public school, but I'm so, so, you know, I love homeschooling. I homeschool my kids. I'm like homeschool. I'm like a homeschool preacher, like homeschool your kids. You have no idea how amazing it is. And so, you know, I always tell the students, you know, you only see me once a week. And so with this opportunity that we have of doing Spanish club, it's like another opportunity to really immerse them. So we're going to be doing, um, you know, reading in Espanol, really honing in and giving them extra things that we can't really do in that one hour of having to go over grammar and answer questions on homework. So I do encourage everyone who's, you know, has the opportunity to come to that Spanish club so they can get some extra practice. Right. And that is that going to be for all levels? I think at once. I believe it is. I think so too. So I believe it is. It's an immersion kind of thing. If it is that we have like 40 kids in it, we'll probably split it up into a younger yes. leader. Um, yes. But that is going to be a great way for your kids mm-hmm. to just really solidify what they're learning in the more formal instruction and another opportunity to hear, speak and say, um, yep. and, and listen, all those kind of great things. And cooking. I know a lot of my students in Spanish one, I sent them a, a gazpacho recipe, a video oh. that they had to listen to in Espanol and it showed them how to make gazpacho. Oh, and I so I had, a, I had a parent say, oh, I'm going to have my student make this. And I'm like, see, see. Yeah. and so, yeah. And I'm like, tell me how it goes. I so know. yeah, we'll all introduce some very ethnic, you know, you can go to Taco Bell and get a taco. You can go to Boy Look and get guacamole, but homemade is so much better. Yeah. So is. I'll be definitely teaching them super easy things like how to make guacamole, how to make salsa. There's an amazing, easy red sauce, salsa roja, salsa verde, um, so I have quite a few things that I'm like, I'm it's excited to share. I'm excited. And I forgot to mention, you're going to do a couple other classes this summer. I mean, and there's more, si. and there's, I feel like si. Oprah right now. So yeah. you're going to do, you're actually going to do a Spanish cooking club or si. class this summer for six si. weeks. Si. Um, and you kind of covered on that and tell us about yes. the other one too. I have a Spanish elementary class, kind of like an intro to yeah. kind of go over a little bit. Um, so if they're, if you're getting ready to have your students come into a Spanish elementary class to give them just a little bit of practice confidence so that when they come to class, they aren't too shy and too like, well, I don't know anything. Yeah. And then they start comparing themselves with other students that know just a little bit more. Yeah. So I, I at least give them a little bit of a, like a warm up. Yeah. So let's warm yeah. up before we get into class. And get yeah. them excited about it. Because I think, Gee. honestly, I think some people are very intimidated about foreign language um, and they're not sure if it really is accessible. Can their kids really yeah. learn it? Oh, we're see. here to tell you they can't. They yeah. absolutely can't. And it'll be fun. Over the summer, it's not really like curriculum driven. Yeah. It's more of we're going to sing songs. I'm very head game heavy. Yeah. I get, my students get so excited when we play games, whether okay. it's Block It, Kahoot, or we play Guess Who, or we play, you know, Conecta Cuatro, which is Connect Four, or, you know, anything I have. But I like to, um, especially for the lower grades, yeah. it's it's very like, oh, this is our little tiny grammar topic. And like, okay, let's go over numbers. Okay, now let's go play Connect Four right. so that we can practice sentences and practice the numbers. So it's going to be very, very um, not so heavy on workbook. It's more of like giving them some basics. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. Mm -hmm. Really fun. I love it. Yeah. 
Um, so the six week summer session always begins at the beginning of June and goes for six weeks. The club test class, the club prep class will start at the beginning of June and go for 10 weeks. So that's kind of an unusual class, but the rest of them are six weeks. So we've got a lot of Spanish resources. That Spanish cooking um, class is going to be super fun this summer. We've had a lot of requests for cooking classes. Oh. So I'm excited to offer that one. And yeah. Um, Dana's German cookbook always, we use it as a, as a download a lot of times and it always gets a zillion downloads. So mm, wow. about that, um, yeah. you guys, if you have any questions for Kat or for I about our Spanish program or any of the other foreign languages, we also offer Latin, German, French, Spanish, obviously, um, Chinese, Hebrew, and ASL. So, um, if you have any questions about any of those, you can reach out to us and ask us. We'd love to answer those questions for you. And we'd love to see you in a Spanish class either. Yeah. And we pray. They learn how to pray in Espanol. Oh, I love it. I had a parent yesterday just told me, I'm always like, brag about your kids. Tell me. So she's like, my son, son, he, he prayed in Espanol last night. And I was like, wow, that is awesome. I love it. give them oramos. We pray. Oramos por. We pray for. Gracias, Señor. Thank you, Lord. So. It's in every week we we repeat the same thing over and over. So obviously it's going to stick. That's and repetitiveness. Awesome. That's another thing for fluency. Repetitiveness. Yes. You can't right. expect to to know, you know, address it one and one, you know, turn the page and then you're done. No, right. it's that repetitiveness over and over and over. Right. I think that's why I'm so driven with the classical teaching yes. and classical education because it's so repetitive. It's how we learn. Right. Unless you have photographic memory. <laughs> you know? I, yeah. Repetition is it is the foundation of really good learning and knowing it yourself means you've learned. And the yeah. whole thing about you can Google it. You know, no one's ever going to replace a human translator, no matter oh, how yeah. good the AI gets, because yeah. there's no context, there's no cultural association, and that's the human element, you know, yeah. that is just. And so another important. thing I've noticed is families that have siblings, mm-hmm. when siblings are all learning Spanish, yeah. they can all test each other. Like I had a, she's like, oh yeah, I had my daughter test my son, you know, cause I, I was busy or whatever. So I told her, oh, go, go test, go test your brother. And so I'm like, yes, cause that shows that she knows it. Yeah. That's your proof that she knows that if she's able to teach him yeah. or help him, she's advancing. That's your it. proof right there. Right. So definitely siblings all take Spanish together. They're all going to learn together. Right. We do have a lot of siblings that take Spanish together, actually. Mm-hmm. I think throughout the, the levels, we do actually have quite a few. Even games, just simple like Uno. Yeah. I love playing with my in-person class. I love playing Uno, where uh-huh. we go over colors and numbers. And, and you know, certain friend is like, like, uh, Gane, like I won and things like that. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay, yeah. you guys, you can tell. Kat is as fun in class as she is on the podcast. I hope all everyone enjoys it. <laughs> you are so great. I'm so glad you're on the True North and School Academy oh, team. You just bring a lot to, to the classes in the program. It's wonderful. Okay, you guys, I will post um, links in the show notes in the um, YouTube. Um, we do have, again, a lot of Spanish options for you. And again, Kat's going to be teaching career exploration and accounting next year. We're really focusing on more skill-based learning for the kids so that they can take these classes and the skills that they learn and actually go make money even while still in high school. And accounting is one of those classes. And you're going to go over like the basics of accounting, but also you're going to touch on QuickBooks and some of the accounting software, which is mm-hmm. super helpful right now. Um, QuickBooks is like so massive. <laughs> it is yeah, just like massive it's animal. <laughs> so you're going to give the kids a little bit, uh, a taste mm-hmm. of that. So mm-hmm. excited about that. 
Um, yeah, the catalog will be live in January, but um, we'd love to hear from you before then. Okay. Yes. Thanks for talking. Super excited. Gracias. Okay, Gracias, thanks. Lisa. Yep. Goodbye, everybody. Adios. Hey, everybody. This is Lisa Nearing from True North Homeschool Academy. And I just want to remind you that you can find all of our classes and clubs, testing, advising, mom's membership, and more at truenorthhomeschoolacademy.com. We do offer live online, dynamic, interactive, small group classes. So when your students take classes with us, they're not in a they're not in a Zoom room full of 100 people. We keep our class sizes small so that the students get to know both the teacher and their fellow students. We um, use a lot of different technology to make the classes dynamic and interactive, including presentations, projects, breakout rooms, virtual whiteboards, and more. Um, we like to say that we use time-tested educational pedagogy coupled with cutting-edge technology to bring the best educational opportunities to your students in, in the privacy of your own home. We do provide syllabus and grading for all classes. Um, clubs are more relaxed, so we don't provide syllabus or grading for those, but you can certainly use our clubs for the transcripts, and we'd love to help you know how to do that. Stay tuned this year, 2022 for some exciting new um, classes and clubs being offered by True North Home School Academy. Um, we're also going to be offering an honor club, dual enrollment, and so much more. We are honored to partner with you as you homeschool your children. Again, check out truenorthhomeschoolacademy.com, and thanks for listening to today's podcast.